Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! Hey everybody, welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes. That's right, Jess, we break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jess Lowe. And? Uh, Nick Jimenez. Hi. Hi, Nick. Thanks for coming on board the Good Ship Point Break. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Excellent. So, uh, we're on minute 68? Mm-hmm. 68. Want to talk about minute 68, Jessa? And I'm probably just going to interrupt you as, you as you say things like I usually do. Yeah. So, minute 68 um, starts, well, continues with the fight and chase scene of uh, Bodhi and Keanu. Um, Bodhi is on fire smashing Keanu under the hood of the car. Then (laughs) Bodhi starts uh, to run away and the music starts again. Uh, When Bodhi starts running, the gang... kicks in. Yeah, then the gang drives off and Bodhi is patting the fire off of him while he's running. Like, he is smoking on fire. He's a man on fire. Yeah. How do you think they got that effect? Because I was trying to look it up and figure out how that would work. Like, I could find things about how, you know, to set someone on fire, but not how to make them smoke like that. Do you guys have any ideas? I don't personally. Uh, Nick, do you know anything about how they do that? No, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not. You know, it, I, I guess it's uh, it, this is sort of in that last era where it it. it like the, it airs towards it being practical effects, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't have computer effects to make fire. Like they, I guess they do that. I, I mean, they still probably keep it practical for some movies these days, but certainly some are just more. They just kind of at least touch it up. Yeah. They can they can they can make the smoke at least make it look a little more how they want it to. Yeah. But, it's such yeah, a I suppose bear. They probably you know some kind of like. Hmm. Oh, what was that? It's uh, quite a commitment. I mean, it it, it takes a lot yeah. of uh, planning. Yes, totally. And I, I think we figured out that it's it's for this whole chasing. It's not Bodhi. Is that correct? Yeah, Bodhi is not in the suit. Or, uh, or it is it is Bodhi, but it's not Patrick Swayze. It, would, yeah. it was his stunt double. So I guess the stunt double would probably be prepared to do more of that kind of stuff and be uh, more comfortable with it than Patrick Swayze might. Although in my research, um, it looks like that setting someone on fire is quite obviously one of the more complicated and dangerous stunts to do. So I would assume that that would be the same case with, well, a similar case with the smoke. Um, Like, I don't know if those would be like weird smoky, like squib kind of things on him that um, would just kind of like be like the equivalent of like a a smoke bomb firework that you would get for like 4th of July. Um, because it's quite a lot of like smoke. It's not mm-hmm. flames per se. Yeah, yeah. As he, you know, he put out the fire on his jacket. That reminds me of we we just watched Hereditary last night, and there's some some people on fire in that. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Uh, so yeah, we get the music kicking in. He puts out the fire, and uh, so this is the big foot chase in the movie. Uh, this is kind of one of the more I, I would think like the this was talked about when you talk yeah. about the filmmaking in Point Break and the sort of the action filmmaking. And this is like precisely, I mean, why we're having Nick join us on this minute is because 
Nick's podcast. Um, Talking about hot fuzz right now. Yeah. Joins up with uh, Point Break at, I think, just after this minute, maybe in the next minute or two. Well, yeah, there, I mean, there's um, a couple different references uh, within Hot Fuzz. The big one is coming up in the next couple of minutes, uh, but they also do kind of, they do a foot chase in Hot Fuzz, which is kind of reminiscent of this one. It's played more for comedy, but um, it's definitely, an, I would say it's an homage. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the context of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's been years since I've seen Hot Fuzz. How similar are is the foot chase well you know i uh well, it's the one where uh nick angel is chasing the kid the the kids right yes yeah or well you know it kind of depends yeah like it, it, it there's there are multiple foot chases in hot fuzz and uh yeah like yeah and, and i guess yeah the one where he's chasing the uh because he's more of a he's actually quite a bit older than a kid he's actually like in his 20s like the jogger but then there's also you know mm-hmm. th- there's going to be a scene later on in uh in, in minutes past where uh uh Danny Butterman is chasing uh his own father and uh has has mm-hmm. has a, yeah but it, it, the, the the foot chases kind of capture that same uh kinetic energy that Catherine Bigelow uh injects in these mm-hmm. in these foot chases and they're really they're it, it's really one of the more exciting you know foot chases in in movies yeah awesome. it's really it's it's kind of, it's the highlight for me really it's um, we just, you know, in the previous minutes, there's a car chase, and it's really kind of perfunctory. It's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's a perfectly when, 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 fine car chase. When compared to this, and you know, really, what what I what I I I, I think the the secret sauce to this, you know, besides like the you know Bigelow's direction and the and the camera work and the editing, I think is the emotion, and I, I think it is kind of the mm-hmm. common blood between this movie and Hot Fuzz is it is it's a it's a pretty emotional action movie, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the reason that this you remember this this chase being so exciting is because you, the audience member, know what know know something that neither of these characters know. I mean, like they're they're the the emotion behind this uh, mm-hmm. that it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's too it's not just a perp and uh, a cop. And I think it's what Catherine Bigelow was really doing at the time with action movies is she was taking these conventions like good guy chasing bad guy, cop chasing robber. I mean, you don't get more basic than that, but she imbues it with this, uh, this emotion, you know, that this, mm. this, you know, she's like, well, what if they were friends? Like, what if, you know, the criminal and the cop suddenly finding common ground becoming, uh, you know, they, they, they fall in love <laughs> for, you know, for all intents and purposes. Uh, so yeah. And I mean, this is just it's such a great piece of, uh, of, of action cinema. Yeah, yeah, and def- yeah, definitely getting the the story behind it and what you know what drives them in this chase scene to really you know go as fast as they can, like, and what's driving Utah, especially I think, like, and uh, it's it's sort of in question. You're wondering, like, okay, he's really trying to catch this guy, like, well, there's probably more than a couple different reasons that he's running, he's doing his job, but there's also there's other things going on. Yeah, um, and it's like what's what's cool. Literally, yeah, speaking well, yeah. of the. There's, and uh, yeah, speaking of the sort of the emotion, I think what they this is, brings us to the pogo cam, which has been something we haven't talked about. We've talked about it in you know briefly, another, uh, but this was something that they kind of set up just for this movie. When we we were trying to find a um, uh, like a video of it or something like that, we found one that mm-hmm. maybe was close, but it's basically a, a a rig, a camera rig that they set up so that they could do. They could follow the runners closely and still have them run as fast as they can, because usually in Without. movies you can't 
I mean, unless you're doing, uh, you know, a, a wide shot, or like you know, Tom Cruise running in Mission Impossible, like you can't really run at full speed if there's a camera following you or or in front of you. But in this one, they managed a way to they figured out a way to do that, so the cameraman could run along with them, and uh, that's that's really sort of what gets it. It gets the claustrophobia and the the emotion of it sort of more more at the forefront. Yeah. And the the point of the pogo cam too is to have that stability. Like there is this big rod mm-hmm. on it. Um, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like a steady cam uh but a little bit more rudimentary I think. Is the the idea that I got from it. Um yeah, it was just uh the moment of like you you get this great little moment of like Bodie uh jumping like like running into like a kiddie pool and it's just like you're really up close, you know, and like it's so yeah, kinetic, just like uh, yeah, and, uh, close, just tense, and it's it's a yeah. it's a fun tool, and it's such a cool. I love it when in movies where they kind of let the this piece of technology almost kind of have like a almost like a like a sequence all to itself, and it really is kind of like this Pogo's shining moment of getting right up into mm. uh, this stunt man and uh, Keanu Reeves or Bodie. I guess we should say Bodie. It doesn't really matter which 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 what performer yeah. is playing him at the time. Uh, yeah, it, and yeah, you really, you really get the sense of these two guys just zipping around these these neighborhoods, these like alleyways and stuff. Yeah, and the, what's also nice is all there are so many little details of where they're running through. It's not just you know an open space. There's all these you know different two different houses, a bunch of different fences and yards and stuff like that. I wanted to bring up there is an explosion in the background. Yeah, early I really on in the like minute. that. So the car, the getaway car that was set on fire, presumably explodes in the background uh so that's probably something that'll have to be cleaned up by that poor gas station yeah it's almost like you're seeing this all over the place uh, at this point yeah it's like you're seeing this action movie world invade this like quiet california neighborhood that Mm -hmm. yeah you know you really get the i mean i i catherine bigelow native of california and you really even in even in like this these breakneck action edited moments i it, you you this feels like a living breathing world and it just kind of mm-hmm. you get you really do get the sense that this is like bigelow shooting like an, an area that she's intimately familiar with she knows what's going on in these backyards she knows what kind of crap and clitter clatter is going to be in the backyards like there's a woman like just trying to water her, her dying grass yeah, yeah. <laughs> with her nice little like Mwah! when uh Bodhi pushes into her she makes this kind of like pathetic yeah, whining. You know the holidays have just passed, so I just got done watching a, a Christmas story, like everyone else, and it kind of it kind of reminded me of uh, of, of uh, Ralphie's friend's mom when she when he like throws the friend under the bus for saying the f word. Oh, yeah. I've actually never seen a Christmas story. Oh, you never seen a Christmas story? Yeah. You know what? The the hype machine has kind of spoiled it. Well, as I was watching it this the, this Christmas, I was like, God, it's just such a quiet, funny little comedy. With like these great little human moments, like oh, I remember when my dad was like that, or blah blah blah. But then you know, it's become such like a I don't know. We've kind of whovilled it. Yeah, it's you know the you know the movie channels play twenty four hours a day and stuff like that for the holidays, yeah, and like, people talk about it as this this big thing. Yeah, and there's and like, like leg like, lamps at the Bed Bath and Beyond now, and yeah. So if you take that all away from it, it's yeah, it's a nice little you know Christmas comedy. It's perfectly good. It's got a, a lot of classic moments that yeah, kind of got overblown over the by by a. Uh, culture in general we have a habit of doing that like we take a movie we fetishize it we celebrate it it's kind of low-key happening with die hard now i bet like in five years we're just gonna be like oh frick like screw die hard die hard i never liked yeah the the novelty of die hard as a christmas movie has kind of reached a peak of awareness and (laughs) now yeah it's kind of the bubble might pop soon and people be like oh die hard's not that good 
Uh, People always have to have their hot takes too. Point Break it may or may not be accurate. <laughs> Point Break feels like a Fourth of July movie, but I don't know if it takes place explicitly over. Like, it's definitely a summer movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If there was like any holiday associated, it would be a good Fourth of July movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Labor Day weekend, closing out the summer. Yeah. 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 They, you know, they they have a, a nice party at one point, and they drink Coronas outside in the yard. So that yeah, that's they kinda, do. That's close. That, yeah, that that's, should become our new summer tradition. Like, summer can't start without Point Break. That's the best <laughs> yeah. way to watch Point Break, I think, is, like, outside with Coronas, like, in California. Yeah. Oh, man. You could hear the beach. We should, yeah. we should like, have a party when we finish this podcast and just, like, yes. w- like have Point Break up on, like, a big, you know, project on a big screen outside. Yes. Serve Coronas. Getting random, yes. like, fights yeah. to prove each other's, like, strength. And, and what, what's the other thing you eat? Shrimp and fries? Yeah, shrimp and fries. Shrimp and fries. So we did bring up this is not Patrick Swayze uh, in the Ronald Reagan outfit because he was doing uh, a tour, a press tour for Ghost. Hey. Well, this was filming, so. So it was all so, worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to do the press tour. I, want, like, I, I just wonder, like, what, did he really want to do the press tour or was it contractual? I'm sure it was contractual. It was probably contractual. Yeah, I don't think like, anyone wants to do press tours. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think, like, I think Will Europe. Smith is like the only actor that's ever enjoyed being like in press tour mode more than like making actual films. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I I follow a bunch of like hairstylists um, and makeup artists on Instagram, and like a lot of hairstylists, and makeup artists go on press tours with. Um, oh yeah. To, <laughs> so that I could see enjoying it from that standpoint, and like sure. I mean, it, it, it's 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 a whole industry unto itself. Is like getting the talent prepared and you know keeping them like feeling like a person and mo- and, and you mm-hmm. know charged up the whole day, answering totally. the same questions over and over again. Totally, but, yeah. That's like, be, that's yeah. It can't be too bad to be you know fawned over for you know a couple of weeks. That was one of my biggest takeaways from the Hunger Games series. Is that like the publicity blitz is like a, a war unto itself. I'm yeah, totally. I feel like it's kind of like the hyped up on Adderall equivalent of like going home for the holidays and having to answer all your relatives questions about what you're doing with your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you doing next? Yeah. yeah. What's, uh... what's going on right now? <laughs> oh, okay. I'll tell you too. Yeah. And there wasn't even any like Marvel or star Wars movies. to then ask Patrick Swayze about back then. So I'm sure it was a lot more chill. <laughs> yeah. You, you yeah. didn't ask him if he was going to play a superhero soon or if he was going to yeah. show up in star Wars, which, you know, you got to ask that to everyone. Yeah. It could, it could mm-hmm. happen. And he's a guy, so he doesn't have to talk about what he's wearing either. Yeah, sure. Although that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Asking. What do you? Well, yeah, what do you ask nineteen ninety Patrick Swayze about? Like, what's like? <laughs> yeah, what if you could ask pa- nineteen ninety Patrick Swayze anything, <laughs> Jess? I feel like this is a good question for you. I would ask him to teach me his ways of his his Zen knowledge because he <laughs> and Bodhi <laughs> are are the same person in yeah, my mind. Yeah, I'd be like character. I'd, can you please yeah. just take me under your wing? Yeah, I'd be like, I what's you'd your ask morning? About his hair. What's your morning routine? Like, do you stretch? Do you meditate? Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Like, uh, what are things. what are your Bodhi? What are your seven uh, Bodhi means Swayze? What are your seven? Uh, highly <laughs> you, you as a, a film journalist so just refer to him as Bodhi the whole yes. time. <laughs> yeah. I am not. I am not here for that film. I'm here for Ghost. Yeah. I, I don't care. This is good. Yeah. What I don't. I yeah. only <laughs> investigate Point Break related <laughs> things. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would just ask him, like, yeah, like, how often does he like wash his denim? Like, what is he? What's his diet? Is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he really this extreme? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's what is the ultimate? Yeah. Well, that that's kind of the beautiful thing about Patrick. He was such a unique action star, such a unique movie star. Is because like you, you almost I don't know. There's something to be said for those actors that are are, are equally magnetic. Rest, <laughs> and you get the sense that like yeah, like Swayze would almost prefer like just like yeah. doing, mm-hmm. doing sun mm-hmm. salutations. So who would be the modern day equivalent of him? Well, I don't know because like you think about Swayze, you think of like. I, I, I think of him being kind of like under undervalued in his time. I think it, he, he was mm-hmm. kind of an easy person to write off, kind of in the same way that we kind of write off someone like Channing Tatum now or uh, yeah, where it's like, oh, that guy didn't have a lot going on under the hood because he's like big and brawny and handsome. So he's not interesting. Yeah. But or like McConaughey, you know, kind of has like this own mythology about him, this own kind of like Zen energy about him. Yeah, that honestly was the first name that came to mind because he has kind of that he probably does, you know, do his yoga and his meditation in the morning, but Jessa really Jessa made a face. I do not like Matthew McConaughey. You have to establish that every time yeah. he's brought up. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both, it's okay, Jessa. Yeah, both McConaughey and Swayze. You could see like doing like doing like yeah like sun salutations or meditating, and then going inside and watching like the UT game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. That uh, maybe Woody Harrelson too. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. He doesn't do as many like action movies. Uh, I guess Matthew McConaughey doesn't either at this point. Yeah. yeah, it could be. I just, yeah, uh, he's kind of like that. I, I just minutes ago bought Venom on Blu-ray with uh, with some of my like gift card money from from the holidays, and I was was very excited <laughs> nice. about seeing seeing Woody Harrelson in that. I did not know he was in Venom. I didn't oh, well, either. Well, oh well, fuck me in the ass. Uh, I feel so. I feel. I feel. I feel terrible. Uh, I just did you guys a major disservice. Oh, is that? Yeah, is that supposed to be a surprise? Yeah, it is. I oh, feel, that's I, okay. I oh, fucking, well, I, my bad. I mean, that actually makes me want to see Venom, and I didn't want to see Venom in the first place. Oh, well, good. So. Yeah. Cool. I, I, probably, I probably wasn't going to get to it for a while, but maybe now I'll get to it a little yeah. sooner. Hey, maybe you'll forget. Maybe you'll forget this conversation ever happened. It'll be a fun little surprise for you in the future. It's it, I, I can, I'm pretty easy at forgetting. I'm pretty easy. It's easy for me to forget things about films, yeah. so I'll, I'll just sort of try and flush my brain out. Yeah. And we'll, we'll check it out. Now I always... Yeah, I've been, I've been kind of interested in Venom. Like, Tom Hardy... I'll see, yeah, I'll see I, him do I, stuff. I could see Tom Hardy also being slightly Patrick Swayze-esque. He, yeah, he, like, oh, I wanna... yeah. yeah, he's got that Swayze energy about him. He's yeah. enigmatic. He's enigmatic. He's a hard guy to pin down. You know who else I was thinking of? Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, like also yeah. like kind of vaguely mystical, kind of yeah. zen, yeah. but also has like an everyman quality to him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's Again, like, like a different different career, but same, yeah. yeah, similar energy. But they both probably know where to get good tapas, like wherever they, wherever, whatever town they're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wherever he goes, he knows the place. So yeah, they. Uh, anything else about this minute? Where uh, they know. they jump over some stuff, they go running. Pogo cam. I was gonna, uh, yeah, pogo cam. I was gonna bring up. Uh, I'm sure uh, Utah is uh, happy about the diet he's chosen, doing all this uh, running. It, it, it's sure coming in handy night. now. Yeah, eating that, uh, taking the skin off chicken. He has a, you know. Yeah. He's ready to go. I am in my element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all that. Uh, I don't know anything about football, but that, I'm sure that quarterback career now. Is... Oh yeah, and he, of course he. Yeah, he was a football footballman. Yeah. Again, quarterbacks don't. Well, I guess they. You no, know, they do run sometimes. They can do a running touchdown, so they have to. They have to be fast. Yeah. If they do, if they play that style. Yeah, his performance in this almost dares you to remember that he's a football star. Yeah. yeah, or that he's pretending to be a lawyer. Sure, yeah, to t- take your pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that. Something, that yeah, his... in a recent minute, it was just like, oh yeah, that was his. That was his. Uh, his character that he's playing the, the lawyer corpus. who. Yeah. 
Habeas <laughs> <laughs> Corpus, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything else about this minute before recommendations. Yeah, some of the other details are they get uh, they get sprayed with a hose at one point. Right. Mm. Just a little, you know, it's a lot of little random touches. I I don't yeah. want to go through all of them, but uh, nice. yeah, it's a fun little minute. Uh, I like I like how Keanu just like vaults over that lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun, you know, what makes a good foot chase is that, like, it's fun to see uh, if how one guy deals with one obstacle and then the, the second guy chasing him will yeah. deal in a different way. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of, uh, um, actually, this is coming up in the next minute more, but uh, in the beginning of Casino Royale, when the guy, oh, like, yeah, jumps over the thing and then Daniel Craig just, like, breaks through the wall. It's sort of, uh, it's another pretty good foot chase, more parkour. I don't know if I've seen Casino Royale, but I feel like... Keanu's definitely the one who's just more like barging and falling through things. <laughs> yeah. More just because he's kind of clumsy. Yeah. Like a baby puppy learning to walk. Mm-hmm. He's more comfortable in the water now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that's all I have. Want to move on to recommendations? Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. You want to uh, start us off, Nick? Uh, yeah, well, I guess my uh, my first recommendation uh, is going to uh, will have to be the Cornetto Minute, uh, the podcast that I host Perfect. with my uh, my better half Scott Corelli. Uh, we're in season two. We're recovering Hot Fuzz, uh, being part two of the Edgar Wright Blood and Ice Cream uh, trilogy or Cornetto trilogy. And uh, yeah, so we have a whole season of that available. We recover Shaun of the Dead in its entirety, and uh, we're in the middle of a hiatus right now for some more podcasts that I'll get to later in the week. But, uh, yeah, we're coming back in 2019, Fast and Furious, a uh, different franchise. And I'm really proud of it. Uh, and people are seem to be enjoying it. I, I recently heard from a listener on Facebook who has never seen Shaun of the Dead but listened to every episode of us talking about Shaun of the Dead. Awesome. And I, I, I took that to be a tremendous compliment. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, there's a funny little uh, little following that these movies by minutes, uh, uh, some of them have gained, where it's these people who I've, – I've heard about that happening before. Yeah, and uh, you know whatever floats your boat. That's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing some, doing someone, some, someone some good. Yeah, help helping some someone's commute be a little more pleasant. Totally. <laughs> Isn't that the, the 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 best thing about podcasts? Like that's why pe- <laughs> that's why I listen to podcasts. Yeah, while you're driving, that's yeah. probably number one, or doing chores. Yeah. Happy to help. Now I'm curious, Nick. Um, my friend showed me the movie Terribly Happy, which is a Danish film that's a drama um, version of almost the exact same plot of Hot Fuzz. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. But now that I now that you describe it, like that does sound like something that that Danish film would 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 find interesting. Right. It's it um it's it's interesting. So I, I'd be curious to know your take on it. Terribly um, happy. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. Big town, big city cop goes to a small village. It's it's almost exactly the same. We actually, I haven't seen it yet, but you you've seen it before. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, we own it. Yeah, so. we own it on DVD. Yeah, yeah it's you know similar setup at least. Yeah, it'd be we'll, interesting we'll to, check to check out. it out. Maybe even talk about it on the show. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. I'd be very curious to to hear what you guys thought about it after kind of immersing yourselves in the world <laughs> yeah. of Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, I'll go next. I, I was gonna um. This is kind of a tempered recommendation. I didn't love the movie, uh, but it's worth seeing. Uh, I, I definitely think it's worth seeing if you're into this sort of thing. But uh, Revenge is a uh, um, yes. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was um, a nice, simple 
it's just what it sounds like. It's a revenge story. It's uh, um, this woman who's kind of a, you know, she's trying to be an actress. She's hanging out with this rich guy, uh, kind of be his, his girl on the side, and sort of not having a lot of agency for herself. But she she wants to go to L.A. and kind of making her, you know, making her way there in that sort of fashion. And she gets she goes to his private uh, villa in Morocco. in Morocco in the middle of the desert. Um, and then uh, he has two sort of scumbag friends come over. There is uh, business associates, and they're doing God knows what. And uh, one thing leads to another, and uh, she is assaulted by one of the other guys. And uh, she and they end up trying to kill her, but she doesn't die, and uh, it goes from there. Um, and that's it, not ruining anything. Cause no, that's the, the that's the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's all in the previews. Um, it's a very stylish movie. Uh, I guess my it was. I'm glad I watched it. I guess my one thing I felt like the the violence, which is kind of what you're there for in this kind of movie. Uh, it wasn't um, it wasn't heightened to the level I wanted it to be. It was kind of it was a little more perfunctory and basic. I thought they could have uh, they could have mixed it up a little more. There's a lot of there's a lot of guns. And I wanted to see, you know, let's see some knives. Let's see some, you know, who knows what. Shards of glass. Bows and arrows. You know, I, um, I just wanted more. That was kind of my, my takeaway from it. It, it, came, it came off a little basic for what it, it could have been a little more stylized. None of this basic torture form. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I, I'm a little more, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a connoisseur of the, the torture and the, the violence. I need, you know, I need something a little, seems caviar. <laughs> and uh and like point break it's a balls to the wall it's a you know it's a full-blown action movie uh directed by uh by, by a female director it was a female totally. director yes which i literally like in the first like five or ten minutes i was like oh my god this was so made by men and the Merns like actually <laughs> well actually jessa yeah. you'll find yeah some somebody we were listening to on a podcast i thought weren't they saying like the movie's better if you imagine that it's you fighting depression instead of a woman fighting misogynistic, horrible men. I'm sure that would be helpful for someone's psyche. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked that. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And just really big, exciting colors. I, I was lucky enough to see yeah. it in, in theaters over the summer. And that, oh. that was kind of oh, a big fun. takeaway. Yeah. A lot of colors. And lo- yeah. There's like in the, the villa, there's like three different colors of plate glass windows. Yeah. That they're looking at all the time. It's It struck me as... Um, that maybe the filmmaker was inspired by Anna Lily Amapur, um, director of oh, the Bad yeah, Batch. Oh, yeah, the Bad Batch. Yeah, very, very astute. Yeah, yeah thanks. I was I, thinking that, like, because she was playing, you know, plays that new wave music and um, all those bright colors and stuff and would make for a double, an interesting, like, double viewing of those two movies. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost feels like they take place in the same desert sometimes. Totally. Yeah. It could totally take place in, like, the same universe. If you just uh, go a little bit further, you'll find a, a garbage man, Jim Carrey. Yeah. Hanging exactly. out in the trash. Exactly. Um, so my recommendation is going to be um, a show that's been off the air for a very long time. Um, John Lurie's Fishing with John, which you can find on oh, YouTube. Oh, it's so great. And um, I found it back in high school after a friend recommended it to me. And it's John Lurie going fishing. In each episode, he's in a different exotic location with a different celebrity. And the celebrities are always like uh, the first one's Jim Jarmusch, and they go shark fishing. Yeah, they're all kind of in the Jim um, Jarmusch circle yeah, exactly. of, uh, of the, the crew. Uh, Tom Waits and him go to Jamaica and go fishing. And um, my favorite one is he goes ice fishing with Willem Dafoe. And um, 
they're all very surreal and probably scripted, but filmed in a way that it's, like, not. Um, so I, I think in a previous episode we've brought this up, but my favorite line is the um, Willem Dafoe and fishing for John, uh, John Lurie, like, bedding down for the night in their ice fishing hut, and Willem Dafoe's like, be careful, I get kind of sweet at night. And it's, just, it's really cute. He's so cute sometimes. Yeah, and his little turtleneck and his little goblin face. So, <laughs> yeah, fishing with John. That sounds magical. I, you have to hope that you have to hope that he hooks up with uh, with Tilda Swinton and Adam Driver at some point. <gasps> oh, recent yeah. additions to the Jarmish crew. Yes, I, oh, yeah. I hope they could uh, reboot it now. And actually, Murrin, I think I remember back in high school. One of our mutual friends was, it was back when MySpace was a thing. Was MySpace talking about John Lurie, and then John Lurie like somehow found it and commented on their page, and then <laughs> Murrin commented and said something like, "I'm a big fan," and then John Lurie never commented back. So I vaguely, only very vaguely, yeah, remember that. That's yeah, crazy. So. Yeah, God, yeah, that must have happened. It's MySpace. MySpace. It's all lost now. Yeah. I wonder if you could find that that like conversation yeah. if you know how to search for it. Yeah. Oh, John Lurie, so close. All right, well, uh, thank you, Nick, for jumping on board with us for uh, minute sixty-eight. Uh, we'll um, jump on to the next one very shortly in a few days. Um, thanks for listening, everyone out there on your commutes and doing your chores, or whatever you're doing, or just listening intently while sitting in uh, cross-legged position, just paying attention to everything we're saying. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes uh, or wherever you uh, catch your podcasts. And we'll catch you on the waves next time on another Point Break Minute. Woo! Fear causes hesitation, and hesitation will cause your worst fears to come true. <laughs> oh yeah good advice every 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 episode we sign off with that